please stand. be seated. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mark 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That one sentence, those few little words, are very big words. Every one of them, except for like the of and the, but otherwise pretty big words. I want you to think about this. The Gospel of Mark, which we are going to be working through, through the next year really, because it's that time, that, that point in the cycle of the lectionary. So throughout the next year, you're going to hear portions of the Gospel of Mark, it begins with these words. This one simple sentence. The Gospel of Mark, which according to many scholars is possibly the oldest of the Gospels, although I kind of think Matthew's older, but it's a very close race. And they, the, date, the date of the composition of Mark and Matthew are very close together. So for many people, this is the first encounter that they had with who Jesus is, is by hearing these words. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, Jesus, that's not, a, not that big of a deal yet. Because in the time that this is written, there's a lot of Jesuses. That would be like saying, saying this is a story about a guy named Bob. Well, there's a lot of Bobs out there. Nobody would get really excited about that. But that title, Christ, that stands out. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's his title. He is the Christ. This is the one whom people have heard of and have been longing for for a very long time. All the way back in Genesis chapter 3, the prophecy was given that the offspring of the woman would crush the serpent's head. And that promise was restated to Abraham. It was said again to David. To Solomon, it was said again to Isaiah, and all throughout the Old Testament, all the way up into Malachi. And when the Old Testament, the Old, the Old Testament was closed, six hundred years would pass silence. Think about that: six hundred years. This congregation next year will celebrate 130 years. 
The United States in, in 2026 will celebrate 250 years. We just celebrated the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Add 100 more years, and that's how long the silence is. The last prophecy, the last tale that there is going to be a Christ. And since then, they have, gone, they have fallen under the reign of the Roman Empire. And there are many who believe that that's what the Christ is going to come to do. He is going to come and overthrow those Roman oppressors. And so they are longing for that. And so they read this phrase. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The one who was foretold long ago. The one who they have been anticipating. And he's not anybody. The Messiah isn't just some random guy that's pulled off the street. This is the Son of God. Not a son, but the only, one and only Son of God. He has come and so that name Jesus becomes very meaningful. Jesus literally means Yahweh saves. So this is the promise that this anointed one, this is the story that the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, who is the Son of God, has come to save. This is the good news, the gospel. And there's that first word, beginning. It's just the beginning. See, the season of Advent, it's kind of like a, if you think of a good book, a good book a lot of times has a prologue. Advent kind of has that feel. It's a bit of the prologue. And if you have a good book, the prologue is actually worth reading. It's good to follow along. Because what you do, you're hearing the anticipation of the, the story, the anticipation of the event, which is going to lead to Christmas, which you could kind of say that's chapter one. This is just, so this is just the beginning. What it does not tell you is how he's going to save. It does not tell you although Mark doesn't record it, it's recorded in Luke, does not tell you that when he would be born, he would be laid in a manger. You know, we romanticize the, we romanticize the, the Christmas narrative so easily. We don't realize how rugged and horrible of a situation it really was. In the Gospel of Luke, it says that they laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now I'm going to ruin that a little bit for you. The, the English is a little misleading. The Greek word is more better translated as guest room. What, the reason Joseph is going to Nazareth, not Nazareth, but to Bethlehem, is because of the census. 
He is going there because that's where his family is. Bethlehem was not a town that had an inn. It was not big enough to have an inn. What really happened, based upon the text, the Greek word that's used there that we get translated as in so often is the exact same Greek word that is used to talk about where the Lord's Supper happened. It's the exact same word. What actually happened, more likely, is that they went to one of Joseph's relatives and they saw his pregnant, his pregnant wife and said, we don't have room, you can't go into the guest room. That's somebody's already staying there. You go sit in, you go stay in what's basically a combination barn garage. It would be attached to the house, but it'd be cold, it'd be dank, it'd be dark, it'd be a very wretched place to give birth. So it's not a mean old innkeeper. It's Joseph's relatives who rejected them. Then he would grow up to be rejected, to be hated. The Gospel of Mark, it's interesting that it starts out here, that it says that he is the Son of God. Did you know in the Gospel of Mark, there is only one human being in the entire Gospel of Mark who acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, if you want to find out who that is, you've got to come back on Holy Week. But only one, or read your Bible, that's the better way, not really good way, but only one human being. The demons acknowledge that he's the Son of God. And of course, the Father does, but otherwise not only one human being acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God in the Gospel of Mark. He's rejected. He is hated. He is abandoned to the point that in the, go in the Gospel of Mark, again, when he is on the cross, the only words that Jesus says on the cross is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other words... His disciples abandon him. Peter saying, I don't even know who you are. I don't know who he is. I've never seen him before. Everyone has abandoned him. Even God the Father has abandoned him. So when he is on the cross, he is completely and utterly to himself. He has no one, nothing. Because they stripped him naked. He had nothing. That is how salvation would be won. That is what he is anointed to do. Because no one else could do it. No one else could endure what he had. God the Father, God will never ever abandon you. You couldn't handle it. But he abandoned his son because he is the only one that could. That is just, this is just the beginning of the gospel, the good news of Yahweh saving you through Jesus, who is the Christ, the Son of God. We 
who are lost and condemned creatures. God made his son who had no sin, who knew no sin, to be sin for you that you might become the righteousness of God. That's what that good news is. That's what the gospel is. Now, might wonder, why do we hear this every year? Why do we need to hear this over and over? There's a great Luther quote where he says that we need to hear the gospel every day because we forget it every day. And you're thinking, well, I never forget it. The reason I know we forget it, and myself included, is because if we didn't, if we always were mindful of the gospel, we would never stop talking about it. We would never cease to tell others about what Jesus has done. We would never cease to spread the gospel. If we've never forgot it, the churches would be filled to the brim. People would be coming every single week. They come to every single opportunity they could to hear God's word. Because we know how badly we need it. We, know, we would want to hear it over and over. Because it is such an incredible story. And when I say story, I don't mean story like Luke Skywalker, which is going to fill up movie theaters this week, and I'll be there too. I'm talking about a real historical event. What you read in the Gospel of Mark, what you read in the any of the Gospels, they're true. People died for these stories. They died refusing. They refused to say that it never happened. They, had, they were threatened with death and told them, just deny it. Say Jesus did not rise from the dead. Say that he's not the Christ and we'll let you live. And you know what? The Romans were true to their word. But the disciples, every single one of them, faced death. They died because they would refuse to deny that Jesus rose from the dead. They would refuse to deny that they saw it with their own eyes. This is the beginning of that good news. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. What a profound statement. If we really take that, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, there's a great quote, Jesus did not rise from the dead, then nothing matters. If Jesus, died, if Jesus did rise from the dead, then nothing else matters than that. Nothing matters apart from it. Every aspect of your life is to the service of proclaiming that good news. Because it is awesome news. In Jesus' name, amen.
the grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand. We confess our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this time, we continue with the gathering of your offering. You may be seated, and we'll sing, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence.